0: Hello, and welcome to the Runaround League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Munger. Today's episode, we're going to take a look back at the Karma Championship games, a pair of great games to set up the Super Bowl. I'll talk about this week's Senior Bowl. and talk about some guys I want to see perform and see what they do throughout the week and in this upcoming game on Saturday. Also, my take on the Commander's name. A lot to cover, so here we go. So looking back at those Karma Championship games, the Bengals and Chiefs, that was a great game. Um, Obviously, the Chiefs, all the momentum was killed that last play of the first half where they decided to um, go for a test I said go for a field goal, um, missing Tyree kill. Well, he actually hit Tyree Hill, but then he was able to – he got tackled before to the line. Time expired. I mean, I, I see the Chiefs' logic there. Um, they're trying to go up 28-10, kind of go for the kill shot before the half, um, and they get the ball back in the th- uh, third quarter first. So um, obviously it didn't work out. I think that obviously was a turning point in that game. Gave the Bengals confidence they scored in the previous possession. Um – on a Samaj P. Ryan touchdown, a former Washington player, so um, good to see him make a play for the Bengals. But, um, you know, overall, it was a, that was really the turning point. The Bengals went, uh, forced the Chiefs to go three and out, and the Bengals had a proceeding three and out themselves, but eventually they got some offense going. Uh, the Chiefs finally did a good job of uh, slowing Jamar Chase down the best they could, the way Jamar terrorized him in the Week 17 matchup with 266 yards, 11 catches, and three touchdowns. Um, I think he had six catches of 54 yards on a touchdown this week. But So uh, still a good game, but but definitely not as you know good as the first matchup. But obviously the key on him, but Higgins set up for Joe Burrow in the Bengals. He had over 100 yards. He's another really good receiver this league. Um, he is a ascending probably number one receiver on any other team. Um, but obviously with Jamar there, he's the number two there. Tyler Boyd made some plays on third downs. Joe Burrow looked his way. Ty- uh, Tyler Boyd's one of the best slot receivers in the NFL. So set offense is loaded. Joe Mix in a nice game as well. Um, he's a really good bulldozing running back, has good speed as well. I think they need to give him the ball more um, going forward, even against the Rams. Kind of slow some um, momentum down with the Rams. Definitely get that pass rush off of Joe Burrow. I'm um, going to the Super Bowl um, in a couple weeks. But, anyways, getting into the Chiefs game, you know, I think a lot of people thought that game was over when uh, Patrick Mahomes won the coin toss to uh, get the ball first, but the Bengals did a great job. It was third and 10. Joe kind of threw it up there to. Excuse me, Joe. Excuse me, Patrick threw it up there to. Uh, uh, Tyreek Kill, but uh, Jesse Baseman, a great play, he's a free agent coming up this offseason, he's a really good free safety, he's going to get paid this offseason, then Von Bill got the deflection and set the Bengals up, they kind of ran down, gave Joe Mixon about three or four carries, tied him up for a game when he goal. Zach McPherson's been a great rookie kicker for the Bengals, one of the better young kickers in the NFL, been um, clutch all year, so the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl for the first time in, I think, the 80s, so... Um, it shows what a great, great turnaround that team has had in two years. You know, they won two games only th- two in 2019. Now they're in the Super Bowl. That's what happens when you get a franchise quarterback like Joe Burrow and then a um, generational wide receiver talent in Jamar Chase the following year. So um, it can be done. It's, it's very. E- it's not. It's not easy at all. Um, very difficult. They. They. Um, Turn the team around in two years, so trying to give you know Washington Commander fans hopes that maybe it can happen with you know two good picks or two good personnel moves, or um obviously takes more than two. The Bengals did a really good job on up that defense as well, signing guys like D.J. Reader, Larry Ogunjobi, Von Bell, uh, Mike Hilton, Cheeto Ouzier. So they did, and they had some good draft picks as well. The linebackers, Logan Wilson. Um, and guys like that so um, they did a really good job building that team and you know, now they're in the Super Bowl they're playing for a championship opportunity in two weeks so that was a great game and I'm pulling for them I, I really you know Jamar Chase has been one of my favorite guys to watch even going back to his his sophomore year at LSU my favorite receiver to watch in the NFL right now and Joe Burrow is just a cool cool dude like just seeing the way he showed up to that game you know with the fur coat and the chain like that guy definitely has that hit factor and um, obviously nothing really phases him I love watching him as well it's a great young team to watch so um I will, uh, you know, be happy to see them play against the Rams in two weeks. I think at the Rams and Niners this is another, you know, solid game. The Niners are up seventeen to seven, and the Rams, you know, were able to come back on the, you know, the arm of Matthew Stafford. That's the reason they traded all those packs picks for him last year. He's proven to be what they needed. Obviously, he's a huge step up from Jared Goff. And he did a good job. I mean, Cam Akers is back and healthy. Odell Beckham had a great game, 100 yards. His first 100-yard game, I think, in 33 games. Um, and I, I've always been a good, you know, big fan of Odell, especially after he left the Giants. Not so much when he was with the Giants, but um, when he was with the Browns, something was off. and just it didn't work with him and Baker, and I never thought it was a talent issue Odell still is one of the more talented receivers in the NFL He's 29 years old um he's afraid in this offseason as well I'm sure the Rams will try to bring him back but they also have Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson so and limited cap space so we'll see what happens there but you know obviously Cooper Cup has been an amazing receiver had the best season of the, uh, best season of the year of his career and obviously the best season of any receiver in the NFL this year having the Triple Crown leaving NFL reception receiving yards and touchdowns so he was clutch as usual but then Odell was doing a good job trying to um, distract attention away from him um, and again he showed his clutch ability and Odell still definitely has a lot of the tank um, losing Tyler Higbee was a little bit of a you know loss for the Rams are gonna eat him back a Super Bowl the office line held out well the defense played well um, Jalen Ramsey did well for the most part um, obviously Aaron Donald's a beast Vaughn Miller um, and uh, makes the plays at the end, and obviously Leonard Floyd as well. So the Rams obviously have a very, very formidable defense. And again, it's going to be a tough matchup, in the Super Bowl for the Bengals. But you know, speaking of that Niners game, you know they were able to collapse Garoppolo in that last drive, and you know really seal the game. So. Um, Again, they, they tip your halves, had a great comeback win. And, you know, this is a team a lot of people pre- predicted to be in the Super Bowl, and they're going to be there for the NFC. So, with the chance to win a Super Bowl in their home stadium for the second straight year, crazy than the first 55 years of the Super Bowl, or 54 years, that never happened. And now, back to back years, a home team is hosting the Super Bowl in their, in their, in their home stadium. So, um, again, that was an interesting finish. I think a lot of people were going to pile on Jimmy G. The way that game finished, obviously, you know, I, th- I don't think anyone's saying he's you know, hollering on top of it as long as he's a top, you know, 15, top 20 quarterback. But, the, I mean, he, he's definitely top 20, but maybe top 15. But he's a guy that you can win with. Um, and, again, I think it's a very real possibility that Washington looks at him in the offseason if they swing out on guys like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Deshaun Watson, and maybe even a guy like Derek Carr. But, you know, Jimmy definitely could be in the plans to be the first starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders. So um, I think that if the high price, high price tag isn't too much. I think it's something that definitely they can look into. Maybe a second and a fourth or something along those lines, but um, obviously his days in Sam are over. Uh, Trey Lance has taken over for Kyle Shanahan in that 49ers organization starting next year, and Jimmy G will be starting somewhere else. Um, I'm now looking at the Senior Bowl. Um, recording this on Thursday. There's been a couple good days of practice from what I've seen. Um, I think there's it was a, a very rainy day in practice yesterday. Quarterback struggled for the most part, um, except Malik Willis. You know, um, Malik Willis is a guy that. I'm very, very high on, you know, he has a rocket arm. I mean, he's a guy that has all the talent to be the top quarterback in this class. He's just very, very raw playing in the less competition, um, playing that playing with Liberty. Um, but again, he showed off that arm yesterday. He had no problem with the rain and the windy conditions, and he did a great job. Um, obviously, there's still a lot to, you know, he has to improve upon. To reach his absolute potential but i think he separated himself yesterday from the other group of quarterbacks there i mean and he's a guy that i really really like um i don't know i don't think the commanders are really going to consider him in the 11th pick at this point from what i'm hearing but you know it's that's something that i would definitely consider um a guy that i really am high on and someone that is going to be it's going to take a year and maybe two but he's a guy that could really be a top quarterback and maybe a top 10 talent wise quarterback in the nfl he's built different He's very stocky, very strong. He's very fast as well. You can elude the pocket with the best of them. So um, it's good to see him having a good day at Mobile. He needs it. He's getting some good exposure to the Lions coaching staff that needs a quarterback. And obviously any other team coach staff that's going to be there, um, obviously evaluating the Senior Bowl. Uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, the biggest thing is him. That people were talking about his hand size. Uh, apparently right he wears two gloves he didn't get his hands measured at the senior bowl because he is double jointed he said and his thumbs are naturally pointing inward towards his palm so he's been having stretches to see if he can rectify that problem a little bit before the combine so that'll be interesting to see what happens there obviously tape wise he had a really good year last year I know a lot of people still really like him um it seems like he could be in play for Washington at 11. I'm not the biggest fan of him I think there definitely is some upside there, but I think it's a limited ceiling. Um, I think um, I've heard that, like the Andy Dalton comparisons. I could see that. And obviously, Dalton had a really good, you know, career in the NFL. I'm not taking anything away from him, and he still is a backup in this league. But um, again, there, there was always a, a ceiling to Andy Dalton's career with the Bengals, and now um, I think Pickett could be the same same kind of guy. Um, Desmond Ritter struggled a little bit yesterday in the rain too. He's a big quarterback, six five, uh, pretty good arm for the most part. Um, had a really really nice career in Cincinnati. Um, He's a guy that may be in playing second round along with another guy like Carson Strong. Two of you guys I talked about in John Conn's podcast last week. I encourage you guys to go listen to that. But Carson Strong is another guy that team seems like they would be interested in the second round between Strong and Ritter. Strong is a guy that has a, probably the second strongest arm in this class, or maybe third. Him and... Him and um, Matt Corral probably right behind like Malik Willis with their arm strength. Um, Strong isn't very mobile though, um, so that's something that really Rivera usually looks for for as a mobile quarterback. Strong's had a lot of knee problems throughout his high school and college career. Um, Sam Howell's been been okay for the most part. Came back of the Senior Bowl. He had a really you know down year last year. He had a great year sophomore year, but that was when he had Deami Brown and Daz Newsome, and Michael Carter, um, and all those guys. Um, uh, and his offense at his disposal so he, he struggled this past year and to carry more of the load um, and he I think he's still more of a second round prospect but we'll see if he gets pushed with the first round Billy Zappi is another guy from Western Kentucky that people uh, can think maybe a sleeper he may be like a third or fourth round guy uh, doesn't have the greatest arm but really very accurate had a tremendous year last year breaking a whole bunch of records even joe burrow's records that he held at lsu so um again there was a very very rich quarterback class there the only top quarterback that's not there this week is matt Corral, and that's only because he's not eligible he wasn't he has not graduated from college yet um but the other guys are all seniors or at least completed their degree so um again i think it's no surprise to me lisa malik willis is kind of distancing himself because i think he's the most talented quarterback in this class and a team is really gonna if they're patient with him and you know build around him I built around his strengths, um, give him some weapons to throw to, he can be someone that can you know, really bear fruit in a couple years. Some other guys uh, spoke out to me, uh, Logan Hall, Houston defensive tackle, he's been demol- demolishing offensive lin- interior offensive alignment. Big 6'5", 280 guy from Houston. Um, probably more of a second round pick, but he's a guy that has had a nice week so far. Trey McBride, tight end from Colorado State. He's probably be, gonna be the number one tight end come April. Um, very good hands, uh, he was a basketball player in high school. Um, doesn't seem like the biggest... I don't see him as the most explosive athlete, but he's a guy that's going to catch the ball every time you throw it to him. Very sure-handed. Um, can get down the field for the most part, but not going to really make too many plays um, down the field. But again, Trey McBride is a guy that more than likely will be a, maybe a late first, second-round pick in, uh, come April. Then you have Zion Johnson, Boston College guard. He had a really nice career at Boston College. He's got I think in the second or third round. He'll also taking some reps at the center. Um, but he's a guy that maybe the team looks at if um, Sheriff does move on, which I think a lot of people are expecting the case to happen. Um... Then you have Cincinnati cornerback Kobe Bryant, uh, 6'1", 198. Uh, he's a five-year player. Uh, he had 34 tackles last year, three interceptions, uh, two forced fumbles, 10 interceptions total in his career. He's a guy that had a really, really uh, productive career in Cincinnati. I think he's going to be a guy that uh, I think that she's going to be. He can be probably a second, uh, a second round pick, but he's a guy that I like as well. Um, he's a, I think he's going to have a really nice career in the NFL. Um, then you have. Brian Robinson Jr., the Alabama running back. I think a lot of people saw what he did against Cincinnati in that college football semifinal. He had 200 yards that game. He's a guy that waited his turn a lot at Alabama. He was a local kid from, I think, Tuscaloosa. Um, And he's a guy that was there all five years, waited out behind, you know, other other backs that were ahead of him, and we his turn. He had a really nice year, senior year, and he could be another guy in a late day two pick, someone that you know can uh eventually probably be a starter for you. He didn't have too many carries at Alabama for this last year, so he's another productive player. You have Florida running back Damian Pierce who has th- he had didn't only have, excuse me he only had 100 carries last year for Florida, but he had 13 touchdowns. It's a crazy ratio um, for a running back. He's 5'10", 215. Needs to work a little bit on his hands, but he's a guy that you know has had a really nice week in Mobile so far. Another tight end is Coastal Coastal Carolina tight end Isaiah Likely. He's 6'4", 240. Um, I want to see him. He seems like he's done pretty well against better competition. Obviously, playing in Coastal, he's not going to have, you know, the biggest opponents going up every week. But he has 59 catches, 912 yards, good for a 15.5-yard average and 12 touchdowns. Um, He has really good hands. He's a really good yak guy. You know, yards after the catch for a tight end. Um, So I'm excited to see what he does going forward um, in the league. I think he could be, you know, a second or third-round pick as well. And then lastly, two receivers that I'm keeping an eye on, you have a Virginia Tech wide receiver Trey Turner. He's a guy that I watch a lot of uh, football as, being a Virginia Tech football fan, but he's 6'2", 187. Um, he had, was played by inconsistent quarterback play his whole four-year career at Virginia Tech. Um, he had forty catches, six hundred seventy-five yards, good for sixteen point nine yard average, three touchdowns last year at Tech, and that was with a guy like Braxton Burmeister throwing to him and Connor Burlich who are not very good quarterbacks. Um, so I think Trey's going to have a better pro career than a college career, just because he's going to actually have a competent quarterback. Um, he's a good route runner. Um, he can have some inconsistent hands at in time. He definitely will make you know impressive catches for you that you kind of like, oh well, and drop your draw, but then he drops um, easy passes that make you also drop your draw in the wrong way. So uh, Trey's a guy that you know could probably be an early day three pick. It can be a you know, good rotational receiver at the next level. And then a lot of the receiver I'm taking an eye on is uh, Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver from South, South Alabama. He's actually playing at his home stadium right now, Mobile. Um, he's a guy, big 6'3", 215 target. Had a great year this year. Had 1,400 yards last um, this past year for South Alabama. Um, he's a guy that I really like. He's very fast. From what I've seen, obviously, I think he's going to run a 4-4 four, at four, four, four the comment. He's very explosive. He's running away from guys every time I see the film. Um, obviously, it's against lesser competition, but a guy for that size and for that... I love the wiggle that he has for a guy, you know, being 6'4", you've He's clean in and out of breaks. Um, really good at the catch point. I think he could be a second-round pick, and someone could maybe get a steal with him, especially, if, you know, if he slides in the third round. So, another guy I'm high on in that wide receiver class um, at the Senior Bowl. So, obviously, Washington picked a star number one receiver in the third round that performed in the senior bowl named Terry McLaurin. So you can definitely find some guys um, like that at the senior bowl for sure. Uh, lastly, going to talk about the commander's names. Um, obviously it's a, it's a, it's a new era of Washington football. I think a lot of people saw this name come in the last couple of weeks, if not months. Um, I was a Red Wolves guy, that's what I wanted Um, Obviously it didn't come to fruition Apparently to trademark issues and stuff like that But um, it is what it is, it's a name I I, I definitely, you know, I think got comfortable With it because I feel like that was the one that was the most Obvious one going forward Um, But, you know, I think the name is It is what it is, it's cool for the most part It's going to be interesting to see what happens Really, all that really matters Is if the team starts winning, you know I don't think he, no one's gonna care what this, the name of this team is, and that—that's my look on it. They gotta start winning. I think it doesn't matter. Um, the most thing I'm important, uh, the most important thing on the agenda now is just find a quarterback, whoever that quarterback is, to be the new, the to lead this new era of you know commander's football. Whether it's a guy like Russell Wilson or you know Deshaun Watson with all of his you know off-field issues, but obviously very very talented or. Um, like a Derek Carr, or Jimmy Garoppolo, or you, you know, go through the draft and try to go like a Malik Willis or Kenny Picker out or a Mac or guys like that. So um, that's the most important thing. The uniforms, I think, I really, I really like the matte helmet um, for the uh, burgundy ones. Uh, I really like the home uniform, the burgundy and Burgundy's, you know, really, really clean. And the white uniform is a little, little different for me. I think it looks a little, I don't say odd, I do like them. It just it is a little uh, different than I ex- what I expected it. But I think obviously the winner here, I think everyone's talking about it, it's black on black. I love those ones. I like the little district um, flag on the, the shoulders. It was a really cool touch. I think the black on blacks were really cool. The helmet, I thought, could be a little different. The, the little W logo in the middle, um, I think maybe you could do without. Maybe just have the numbers and then, you know, whatever. But either way, I really do like them. I think the black uniforms are obviously the, the, the coolest ones. And I'm cool with the burgundy ones and cool with the white ones as well. And um, listening to Jason Wright talk, it was cool that, you know, they're going to hopefully, like like he says, they're going to engage fan engagement to write a new song or write a new um you know, take about, talking about a new mascot and stuff. So obviously, you know, the H T R is gone, but I think they're trying to pull, push a, Hail to the Commanders, HETC or whatever. And um, I think I've seen the, the take Command hashtag. That's pretty cool. So obviously they're going to run with it and see what happens. Um, again, people are all going to, you know, fall in love with it if they start winning. That's the most important thing. The other cool thing I did hear Jason Wright say that um, apparently they're going to be engaging fan um I guess uh, advice to see to come up with a new uniform they're going to display in 2024 so they're going to add a fourth uniform here in the next couple of years and looks like the fans are going to have a um, a chance to get their opinion heard on that and that's also always a cool aspect as well so that'd be another cool one I don't know what they would do with that one maybe a, another variation of the ones they already have I guess they can go with a gold jersey I don't know how people really feel about that one but that is cool that they're going to in their fourth uniform as well I'm cool with the three uniforms I think it's going to be much cooler to see when they're in action and see what a get another full opinion of what you see when they're actually on the field. So, um, But either way, it's it's the Washington Commanders now. I think it's going to take a lot of everyone to get used to it, even on this podcast. Going to make sure I keep saying the Commanders. Um, I haven't said Redskins in a while, so I'm, I, I'm pretty much good with that one. I guess I'll be may, maybe referring to seeing the Washington football team more. But um, but obviously, it's a new era of uh, Washington football, and hopefully it's a better era, because there's a lot of things that needs to be put to bed with this organization, and hopefully this can dawn in a new um, New era of excellence, because that's what this team needs. Me being twenty-seven, I've never seen a really consistent winner with this team or a consistent quarterback. So if they change that, I'm all in on this commander's name. Well, with that, that will conclude this Roman Round League episode. The senior bowl will provide some good options for the commanders in this year's class. Guys like Terry McLaurin and uh Montezweck came from deal, so they definitely exactly the players to be found there. Um, in, in the Senior Bowl. Should be some good action on Saturday. Next week I'll be back with a new episode previewing Super 56. You can follow me on Twitter at NFL Scout21 and Instagram at Roman on BK underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.